Hey, it's Joyce. Every week, I have the chance to chat with an interesting, inspiring human and to share that conversation with you. Join me as I walk and talk with entrepreneurs, adventurers, and all sorts of people who are working hard to empower women and make the world a better place. Now listen, this is not some highly polished, formally produced podcast. It's just two humans out for a walk with the chance to learn from each other. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and join us. Hey, everyone. Joyce here. So glad you could join us for today's Walk and Talk, where my guest is Barb Munson. Barb is a former financial executive, and she has created the women's development program called Move Your Mountain. Barb is an author. She's a speaker. She's a business owner, former CFO, working mom. She has done it all and knows the ins and outs. She is a problem solver and is one who can help people bring order to chaos. So we're going to talk about the chaos. We're going to talk about the goals. And I say that in quotes. And we're going to talk about all the things. Barb, thanks for being here today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, Joyce. So we share a little bit of history and that we both began our professional careers in much more of a corporate and traditional kind of kind of roles. Tell me what that journey was for you and how you made the shift. Yeah, we, we do share that. Um, I, I think I could actually be called an accidental success, and I use success, you know, quote, unquote, kind of the traditional version of success. I found myself in college not really knowing what I wanted to be, but I was a single mom, and I knew that I needed something very stable. I needed job security. I needed benefits and, and just something that would be a career that wouldn't go away no matter what economy we were in. So I chose accounting. <laughs> I got an accounting degree. I was a, a temp as an accounting clerk, temporary job to start out. And I just kept working my way through school, working my way through grad school, worked my way and found myself kind of accidentally as a CFO. I just kept doing what I thought were all the right things and ended up in the seat that we, is supposedly the one that we covet. But I found myself really with a lot of overwhelm that came with that and a lot of burnout and never really stopped along the journey to reassess what I was doing and why and is this what, we, what I really wanted. And so, yeah, my, my corporate career over 26 years, I, I've seen a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I would call it an accidental success. And was there an aha moment? I think so many of us have had that experience where we're so busy. I mean, it's sort of, you know, I'll think about my life when I have time, but right now I've got bills to pay and children to raise. So yeah. was there an aha moment or was it a gradual realization that your journey was going to be taking you someplace else? It, it wasn't. I would say it was a gradual realization because I always knew deep down that I was meant for something else or you know, I was working so hard to do the right things and have the right life, but it never felt like it fit. It never felt like it was enough. And and I think as, as women in particular, sometimes we feel guilty thinking, well, I have all these things, I have this life. And we 
feel guilty about wanting something different, but I always felt, I guess, unsettled is the word, mm. but I really never had the aha moment until I became an empty nester and I could actually just kind of breathe for a moment. It, my time, I got some of my time back. It became my own again. And I started to really look at life and is it going the way I want it to? Um, you know, how, what can I do to be serving my own life better and to serve other people outside of this finance career? So yeah, it was gradual, but the big aha didn't hit until empty nesting. So then you have this realization or this somewhat gradual aha moment, but then what? Right. And I say then what, because I think a million years ago, I'll tell you a quick little story, right? A million years ago, I went to a therapist. And the thing that frustrated me so much is I'm pretty intuitive. I'm pretty, I'm very willing to examine my life and ask the hard questions and figure stuff out. And what I learned is just figuring it out. Like that's just the first step, which I found incredibly frustrating. Right. So you had this aha yeah. moment and you were like, oh, I'm really meant to do something else. But then there must have been all kinds of work and doubt. And I don't know what you do next. Oh, yeah, you you nailed it. <laughs> even if even if it were crystal clear what I wanted to do next, that those aren't necessarily the skills and tools we're taught. We're not taught in life. We're not taught in school. We're, we're taught how to make, take a very standard path. So I, I resonate with what you're saying about your story. Um, I think my my frustration was I met for something else. I, I want something else. I have no idea what. So what I had to really do was just I spent a lot of time on it. I spent a lot of time examining what is it that I like about where I'm currently at? What am I good at? But also what makes me good at my job? So I'm I'm going to pick on myself as an accountant here. Um, we used to joke in industry that you could put a paper bag over our head and we're all the same. <laughs> Not exactly true, but there were things that were specific to me that would make me get the promotion or or make me the choice to be hired because we all can have the same technical skills, but the way you apply them is unique to you as a person. And when I looked at, well, what's my unique combo? It was the way I bring out potential. I loved mentoring staff members. I loved mentoring people who didn't report to me and just bringing up others and then bringing out potential, not only in people, but in systems. And that's where you talked about bringing order to chaos. I loved fixing things that were broken or had missing pieces or didn't flow well and just solving problems. And so I thought, well, those activities really light me up. Is there a different way to apply them under, outside of that umbrella of being in the corporate world? And just as I explored that further, coaching really came to me, um, you know, nurturing others, helping guide them through the same process that I was going through. I'm just farther down the road, that's all. So I think that's kind of key takeaway number one for me as far as sharing your journey with our community, that knowing that you want to do something different, knowing that there's more out there, that really is the first step. And I think that's a place where people can get caught in the 
morass and the frustration rather than looking at it as you did with how can I untangle? How can I better understand? How can I identify my skills and my joys and my talents? Yes, and I think um, it being the first step, it often stays there because for women in particular, we often don't give ourselves permission to invest in ourselves or do something a little differently. We're so caught up in our roles and our identity is really based in our roles of how we serve other people, that it, it can be very challenging and very tricky to step into something that could be a really beautiful outcome. Usually we get hit with a lot of fear and self-doubt up front without knowing how to navigate that. So we end up just staying where we're at. So how do we get, how do we get past that point? How do we get unstuck? Ooh. What would your advice be? And I'm sure this is a tremendous part of the work that you do, but kind of what's the, what's the next step? It, it is, it is a, a lot of the work that I do, but I think we have to understand giving ourselves permission is a big one, but this is one of those things that we need to treat it like a crock pot and not a microwave. I think that we're conditioned to want to take a single class or read, it, read a single book and fix something immediately where this thread goes a lot deeper. Um, big, bigger changes, even bigger self-awareness. I think we just have to give ourselves grace and that it's going to take time. And so can you allow yourself the time and to not get it perfect the first time? You, you might stumble around in it for a little while as you're going through discovery. And I think just really being you know, forgiving of ourselves for how messy that process can look. Can we, can we explore that a little further? What does that mean? What does messy actually look like? And from even a pragmatic standpoint, do you break out a notebook and start listing the things that, you're, that you love, that you desire? Kind of what do you do? Yeah, like how does this look tactically? <laughs> yeah. I think, well, see, I'm a, I'm a writer by nature. I like to think on paper. Writing is a tool yeah, for thinking. So I, I always recommend that. That doesn't resonate with everyone. That, that's actually part of the beauty of your mission in walking. I think that if you're walking, that is a great opportunity to also clear your head and recenter yourself. And, you know, maybe walk for an hour. So the first half hour you're listening to Joyce's podcast, you know, whenever possible, but then allow for some walking time in silence because the world is really noisy. And if you don't get quiet, it's really hard to allow those things to bubble up from under the surface. The, the other thing with allowing space for this, you know, when we're in do mode all the time and we're doing tasks and we're results oriented, that's in the the part of our brain where all the logic is stored, but it, that's also where fear and, and all of our self-sabotage self mechanisms live. So in order for you to kind of get tuned into your inner self, you actually need to be in the more free, creative side of your brain. So for those of you doers that think that isn't productive time, it's actually really productive in the big picture. So yes, grab the notebook. Um, I think even just 
starting to educate yourself. A book, I think books and classes and all those things are wonderful tools to kind of get you thinking. Going longer than that, find a resource that can pour into your life or whether that's an accountability buddy, a coach, um, someone who can train you, someone that you trust, or talk to someone who's done it before. But um, I think I might be getting away from your question, Joyce, because it was kind of a big one. What, what am I missing? No, it's, it, it's not actually getting away from my question, honestly, because the question is, okay, what do you do? And I'm a doer. I'm a box checker. I'm a task completer. And you're speaking directly to people like me and people who have been conditioned the way so many of us to say, this journey may look very different. This journey may be uncomfortable in the sense that there is no linear A, B, C, and D of it. And you kind of have to make peace with that. Yeah. And not give up, not be like, okay, you know, I listened to the podcast. Barb was great. I took a walk. I thought about what I wanted to do. Now I'm going back to work. You know, now I'm doing all the things. Right, right. No, I, I think you said it beautifully. Making peace with it, it, it's that's harder than it sounds, but it's a very big deal. So I, I am in the world now where I come across a lot of other entrepreneurs. And 100% of us had a false start. We all, and whether this is you changing your job or not, it could be anywhere in your life where you're looking at taking a different route, but you often have some false starts because when you're in the mindset of where you are now, you have a vision that you come up with how it could look differently. Once you start moving towards that, you might find out that that isn't really the destination you were going for and you change direction. And culturally, we are not very forgiving of that. So I had a hard time with that myself. I had a false start. I thought I was going to go in one business direction. And then I ended up going back to finance and consulting for a little while while I could figure it out a little further. And everyone I talked to has had a similar story. They have a false start. It feels messy. They feel like they failed. And that is not the time to give up. It's just the time to look another direction. Because if you know in, in your inner self that where you are now is not quite right, just because the first step you take wasn't a great end result, keep, keep trying. I, I think making peace with what, that, that's what I mean by being a messy process, having peace with that and having multiple starts is um, get some endurance. And, and I think just seeing it through can really bring you to a new place. I I agree. And I had many false starts and failed businesses and failed projects along the way. So I'm right there with you. Uh, we have talked in the past about goals and whether or not goals are good and the difference yeah. between goals and vision. And you right. have such a, a fresh perspective on this. Can you share your perspective? I would love to. I would love to. And it, and it gets this can be polarizing, actually, depending on the conversation I'm having with it. So it's really interesting. I, I love goals. So let me just preface with that. <laughs> I think that goals are fantastic. I know many of the, the people in your audience start with a monthly walking goal. Where I want to challenge that 
is um, goals not being the end game, but tying them to a larger vision for your life. So what that looks like would be just simply asking the question so that you can what? So if your monthly walking goal, maybe it's a faster pace or distance, or maybe it's for weight loss or a health goal, it's so that you can what? You know, in January, we all want to lose 20 pounds, if not more. So, but so that you can what? If we only focus on losing the 20 pounds and it's a painful process, it's really easy to pull back from that and get comfortable again. But if, if you have a really cool hiking trip, you know, this is actually a real example. I have someone recently that I was talking with who's, Adult children purchased them a family trip, a whitewater rafting and hiking trip. And that gave her motivation to lose 40 pounds because her vision for how she wanted that trip to go was that she was fully able to participate. And that kept her going. If it had simply been for the sake of losing 40 pounds without a higher vision, the road is a lot rockier. It's, it's easier to quit. And some of these things are really hard things to do anyway. So. From that standpoint, I look at goals, tying them to a vision means it's for growth versus something that you just get. If you wanna get that corner office or you wanna get into that you know, size of jeans again, that, that's just a get and it doesn't embody growth. So if it's tied to a vision with growth, your success rate goes way up. And I, the question I ask, and I, Aaron and some of the 99 Walks uh, team members are on the call, they'll laugh because the question that I ask frequently in the business context as well is, I phrase it differently, but my question is, to what end? Yes, to what end? I love that. To what end? And uh, for me, I, I have kind of wrapped my head around my vision of my dream life. Uh, and I try to tie how I'm investing my time and my energy to that. Uh, and I often come back, you know, the parable of the fisherman, right? Everybody I knows might, the parable I of the fisherman. Uh, so uh, fisherman, he's really successful. He goes out every day. He's catching fish. He's feeding his family on a beautiful island someplace. And a tourist comes down and says to him, and I'm going to get, the, well, there are so many different versions of this, but tourists, New York City, you know, high, highfalutin guy comes down and says, you know, you could borrow some money and get a second boat and you could grow this business and I could help you come up with a business plan so that you could grow this business and make more money. And the fisherman says, well, why would I want to do that? And the guy says, well, then you'd have more money. You could get even more boats. You could have an even bigger business. And the guy says, and why would I want to do that? And he says, well, then you could build an even bigger business and then you could sell the business. And the guy says, and why would I do that? And the New York guy says, well, then you'd have plenty of time to fish. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's I mean, so isn't that sort of the point? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> or on this treadmill to get to some goal to get us to a place where we can live a life that maybe we can design and choose for ourselves. Right, right. That, that's a um, beautiful story. 
I have not heard that before, and it, it perfectly sums up what it looks like to maybe think about it differently. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I told it quite as well as I've heard it, but that's you get the gist of it. Yeah. So you talk, and this is such a big concept that I love so much, and it's a quote that's on your website actually. Life's playbook doesn't lead us to purpose. It leads us to achievement. And that is why you feel discontent. So um, are you sure that more achievement doesn't make us happier? <laughs> are, well, are, we sure, are we sure about that, Barb? <laughs> I think achievement is not a bad thing. Just like goals are not a bad thing, success is not a bad thing. But the issue that I see across the board, I work with a whole lot of burned out people and it, life stops at the achievement and everything is geared towards getting that achievement. So it's, it's success without impact. And if we lean into the impact on our lives and the impact that we are having on others, achievement can come with that. So it's, Maybe if I can illustrate it, let's say you're you're shooting for that corner office, which there's that's a that's a noble goal, that's a noble passion. But why is it okay? I I have bills up the wazoo, and that would allow me to have a salary that's more livable. I can help support my family better. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But if that brings you um, completely out of balance with the relationships in your family the time that you have, the freedom that you have, you're trading one for another. But if you have your eye on that corner office because you want to see things differently in your organization and you know that that positions you better to impact the people that work for you, the people in your industry, the, the, the board of directors, if you're looking at impact with that achievement, that's a very different approach. And so we, we get on this hamster wheel of achievement for achievement's sake. And it, to your point, um, Joyce, you said, you know, to what end? I think it, it's just what we put value on. And culturally, we've put the value on the achievement itself, completely separated from any meaning around it. And, and we don't know how to look for meaning anymore. We see that as non-productive. And I think that that's where the, the women that I serve, that's where I'm seeing their discontent come from. Not the achievement, but the, the absence of everything else that could go with it. So perhaps the goal is achievement aligned with purpose or aligned with whatever your X, X, whatever your X factor is. Yes, yes. And that can be wherever you are at. That can be in your current job, your career, whatever you're pursuing right now. I am not at any point ever saying that my former corporate career was a bad decision or the wrong ending. It's It, it wasn't the perfect fit for me. Um, I had a lot of great years and great relationships and experiences that came out of that. Um, it, it just, it was looking at it differently that I had the freedom to choose something else if I wanted to. And so, I, I never want someone to feel trapped where they are simply because they need to have that achievement. So I've been thinking a lot about something 
lately, and that is around the desire for prestige. And some of what comes with that corner office is a certain level of prestige. And I think that as human beings, we're wired to want that. And I, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Because it's in there. That's in our wiring, right? We want to be the chief. I mean, not all, maybe that's yeah. an overstatement, but, you know, with, with respect comes certain benefits to us in a very fundamental kind of way, going back to our ancestors. I don't disagree with you, and, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I think that where it can become a trap it has to do with identity. So for myself, when I first decided to leave my CFO job, one of the first things that hit me, the first fear was loss of money, right? <laughs> there goes my security, there goes my money. Uh, I got through that by thinking, okay, if, if whatever I choose to do falls out of the bottom of me, can I, do I know how to go make money? And I figured I could. So then the second fear, which I didn't see coming, was um, how am I gonna look? How am I going to introduce myself? As I meet someone for the first time, I don't have this really cool title behind me. And when they ask me what I do, I'm going to look at them kind of cross-eyed because I'm figuring it out. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized how I had used achievement to validate who I am. And I didn't know who I was without it. And I really didn't know who I was without any of my roles because, you know, add, add mom and wife and all the other things, you know, I'm a group leader, a, a volunteer, a youth mentor um, in a past life. I had all these things behind my name, and I wasn't anyone without them. And I think that's where the trap lies, not necessarily wanting the prestige, but not being able to be yourself without it. I think that's so uh, beautiful to have shared that because there's a lot of truth in that. And I, I think that is something that people don't talk about that much. Uh, and I'll tell you, for me personally, uh, as a young lawyer, what I discovered in my life, and it shouldn't be like this, but it is like this, is that people treated me differently when they found out I was an attorney. When I was 23 years old, you know, and bouncing around New York City and doing all the things, and people would say, what do you do? And I'd say, oh, I'm an attorney at such and such a firm. Invariably, they would go, oh, with that tone, right? That tone of like, oh, now I have to look at you in a different, more respectful way. And I don't think it's yeah. feel like that, but the world is. So when you, strip, when, you, when you take the chance to strip that away, I think we need to acknowledge as you're doing that that's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard because we we don't really talk about identity and what we put value on. We we don't talk about um, maybe some of the other intangibles of maybe stepping down from a certain title. I, I'm actually working with someone on this right now. It's to get more peace that she needs in her life means a, a title maybe without a senior in front of it, and so having to kind of wrestle with that but having that the senior in her title was bringing her other things she didn't want and so 
one of, it's just one of those things as you're getting that notebook out and writing things down, just kind of explore and think through what value are you putting on which pieces and which ones, which ones are serving you and which ones are adding stress unnecessarily. Oh, those would both be really long lists. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I, you know, as I say that, I say that sort of kidding around, but I guess that's a good thing, right? I, I think if my yeah. list is long, like I, that's, that's okay. I think it is. And, and maybe, you know, we're, we're still only in October, but as the holidays are coming and they get kind of wild, there is a little lull that if you've got time, you know, between, look at the days leading up to the new year, these are good things to kind of ponder and carve out some time if a lot of people have time off work to kind of really think through that and recenter yourself before you start to think of those new year goals again. So I think there are two ways to look at that. Uh, I, it drives me crazy all the media messages around new year, new you, and the, uh, it almost feels like we're obligated to uh, start over and make resolutions. So I, I think it's a beautiful time to sort of do, begin that process or go deeper into that process. As long as we don't embrace the pressure of, okay, it's January 1, so I've got to have it all figured out. Sort of bringing our conversation full circle. You're not going to figure it out the week between Christmas and New Year's. No, not at all. Not at all. So, uh, Barb, this has been really fun and went really quickly. If people want to learn more about the work you do, connect with you, where out in the interwebs is best to find you? <laughs> I appreciate the question. If you can remember my name, Barb Munson, it's M-O-N-S-O-N, then you can find my website because it's just barbmunson.com. And so I've got you know, any time a class is coming up, there's things you can go out there and download. You can shoot me a message through the website. But yeah, if, if your listeners just want to go to barbmunson.com, M-O-N-S-O-N, that's where I'm hanging out. Uh, and also fairly active on LinkedIn, just to share a social channel for you as well, because I have connected with you there as well. So, uh, Barb, thank you so much. This was really fun and interesting, and I feel like I could talk to you all day. I feel the same. It's been just delightful, Joyce. I, I love what you're doing. I love your mission and um, health and happiness, the walking aspect of it. it it's, it's, it's never just physical, right? What it does emotionally and just for your, for your inner self, it, it's all intertwined. And so I love the mission that you're bringing to the world. Well, thank you, and So do I. <laughs> Have a beautiful day, Barb, and thanks again. Same to you. Take care, Joyce. Thank you for joining us for today's Walk and Talk. Catch new episodes featuring inspiring guests every week in the 99 Walks app and all the places podcasts live. Until then, I wish you happy trails.